Welcome to another edition of Not the Experts. We are your hosts. I'm Levi Evans. That is Titus Majors. We are here to talk Art Bryles, LeBron James, uh, some NFL, NBA takes we're going to be giving later. Also, be on the lookout for another edition of Basketball with Brax. That pod will be dropping, let's say, on Wednesday, because you will be listening to this hopefully on Tuesday. So Wednesday, look out for that pod. Also, shout out Certified Steppers and B5 Kicks. Go check them out on Instagram for your aftermarket shoes, Jordans, Yeezys, whatever you want. How are you doing, Titus? I'm great, Levi. It was a long journey to get everything situated today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not going to get everything situated, but I'm doing amazing, Levi. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing I'm good. Doing um, I'm excited for this. Um, Me took, too. Took a little week off, and we're, we're both hot <laughs> and ready to get win. <laughs> so let's go ahead. We'll start That's with right. the latest news. For those who may have not known, Art Bryles, the man who was the uh, former head coach of the Baylor Bears, uh, swirled in controversy there with a lot of uh, rape allegations. And anyways, Art Bryles was just hired once again as the offensive coordinator for Grambling State under head coach Hugh Jackson. Sounds like it was a big Hugh Jackson um, decision. Anyways, Art Bryles, a lot of uh, that controversy came swirling again around him when that news broke. And only being hired for less than a week, he stepped down today from the position. So let's start there. Uh, <laughs> Titus, go ahead. Give us, give us your take on uh, the hire in general and Art Bryles stepping down. Uh, the hire in general, I don't – well, I can't say I don't see Jackson. Um Hugh Jackson just, you know, was trying to make a splashy, oh, look, I can do this thing, um, like everyone's trying to do. And once again, it's an example of college football. Any level of college football is putting winning above everything. Um, Art Browse wasn't the only person in that program who oversaw it. Um, Ken Starr, there was some other members on that board that oversaw the, the things that Baylor went on for years. Uh, Levi, I just want to read you this. I just want to read you some New York Times investigation. You ready for this? I just want to yes. read this sentence. Yeah. Okay. It made the startling claim that at least 52 rapes by at least 31 players had occurred from 2011 through 2014, a period once the once hapless Baylor football program became a dominant force in the highly competitive Big 12 Conference. Baylor's interim president has said in a statement he cannot confirm Mr. Clune's numbers. Mr. Clune, thing did the investigation, which followed other troubling figures that Baylor, which followed other troubling figures that Baylor's board gave to the Wall Street Journal in October. Assaults on 17 women by 19 players, including four gang rapes. Um. This was in, in 2017, the Wall Street Journal. I mean, in New York Times. I don't know what more needs to be said. That guy, look, um, Hugh Jackson put out this statement that was horrendous, by the way. He was like, you know, we have to be about forgiveness and redemption. First off, I'm not the one who needs to forgive our brows. I was not a wrong party. I was not someone who he helped aid in a bed, um, you know, covering up rape and sexual assault, assault cases within my program. I wasn't the victim. I don't know any of the victims. I'm not someone who has to forgive him. Personally, it's not, it's not a forgiveness thing for me. Not a forgiveness thing for me. I ain't saying he got to go go to go die. I ain't saying he got to go to hell. I'm just saying someone who oversaw that type of program and was the face of it and put winning above all at Baylor, the quote-unquote Christian university that Baylor is, 
and all these happened from your football career, you saw it and overlooked a lot of it for the sake of winning football games, shouldn't be in a position of power anywhere. You shouldn't be. There's just no reason for you to have a position of power. Hugh Jackson, what Hugh Jackson is like trying to make this a moralizing thing, which Hugh Jackson tried to do was like, no, we need to forgive and believe in redemption. This ain't, this ain't that, bro. This was you trying to make a splashy hire and win some games because HBCU game is, is turning up a little bit thanks to Deion Sanders and Jackson State and what they have going on. You're trying to be a, make a splashy hire. Don't try and moralize to me because you want to be a splashy go-to guy and you chose someone, an unscrupulous human being. Yes, I pulled out the word unscrupulous today. I got it. You pulled out someone who showed very unscrupulous behavior. Maybe you, maybe our browser is a different person. Maybe he's changed a little bit. That's fine. I, you know what? I'm not going to say people can't change. Maybe he has. Maybe recognize the mistakes he made. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I also feel like he recognized winning football games, and that's what he wants to do. I feel like he misses that more than anything. And he can be forgiven. He can have – you don't deserve – you don't need to be in a position of power when that's the type of behavior you oversaw in a program. I would never trust you, ever. Yeah, that's it was definitely favorite. a head-scratcher when I heard the news, and it mm-hmm. didn't sit with me well. The first few days, I would say more lately in the past couple of days, as the heat, the temperature pretty much reached a boiling point, forcing him to step down today. I think I'll be honest. I don't remember a lot from what went on back then. I wasn't very uh, privy to all that information. I didn't really pay attention to much of it. I try to do some research. I read like a timeline that was published by ESPN today, all that went down. Um, You were right. I don't know the exact names, but uh, there are many people that were responsible for what went on Baylor and Art Bryles, in my opinion, even though he holds a lot of responsibility and uh, with it, I think he was also treated as the scapegoat for the university. He was the face of the football program. So it's easiest to cut ties with him. And he's been the number one name when people criticize Baylor and everything that went down from 2011 to 2014. Uh, you know, he gets the the brunt end of the scrutiny. So I think it's a little unfair. I think it's been enough time. We're at five years, I think, around five years of since the happening. I think he's probably learned or I would like to hope that he's learned and grown from this. And I, I agree with you, Titus, exactly. Hugh Jackson, this was not a forgiveness, second chance hire. This was, this guy is going to bring news. He's going to know how to recruit. He's knows how to draw up offensive schemes. He turned a terrible Baylor program into one of the top big 12, um, FBS teams in the nation um, in a quick matter of time. So, yeah, I I think Hugh Jackson played it off perfectly. I thought it was funny at the beginning. I was like, oh, of course, it was Hugh Jackson. And two, I was a little thankful. Thank God um, it was the HBCU that gave this man a second chance (laughs) and not one of these other uh, programs out here that are notoriously known for giving these uh, bad actors second chance after second chance but yeah i mean i i, I don't know i i understand why he stood down but uh i don't know i wish he would have hung in there and i think it would have turned grambling state i think in the long run it could have been more of a positive and it could have helped that momentum that's already going uh with hbcu programs i think it could have actually helped made grambling another uh you know a power force in that division of college football. But yeah, I mean, I totally get it, but 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't hate the man getting a second chance, but I totally get why I'm 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 befuddled. I'm I'm torn. I'm perplexed. So I know you, Levi. I say I know you pretty well. We know each other for a good minute. So yeah. I think what you're saying is the because I know you like to zag at a zig. So I think we're saying the more people that got upset and the more it became a topic, the more you felt like you need to defend Art Brawls. Yeah, that's how it usually that's goes. That's what happened. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what happened. That's what happened. That's what happened. Yeah. And I understand that urge. I'm not against that urge. And yeah. I do agree that he wasn't he wasn't the only person responsible, but he was the face of the program that was the cause of a lot of this. Because it was a it was a let's not let's not we all agree saying this was a school wide problem. Mm-hmm. But the football yeah. program was a major factor in it. And people he brought into the football program who were accused previously and had cases against them previously in their other program that they got kicked out of, he brought them in. So it's like you're bringing in people who have already had sexual assault charges and cases on them into your program. And similar things are happening here. So he is the face. So the face is going to go down. Um, like you said, the AD went down and the president also went down from uh, Baylor in the scandal. So it was he he wasn't the only person, but he is the most popular face. Like that's yeah. why he's gonna be the one that people talk about the most. Um, because it was looked at as our Ross program. No one looks at the athletic director for real, for real. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? People don't look, know the athletic. I don't know the Alabama athletic director. It's like the greatest best football program ever. Can't tell you his yeah. name. Never seen him. Never seen him in my life. You know what I'm well, saying? I think- so it's one of those situations. And like, the people who were even more responsible though than the athletic director and the coach, because in my opinion, it shouldn't even came down to those people's decisions that AD and Art Bryles, it really should have came down to the Title IX coordinator, the Dean of Students, but like all the these Title people nine, who were set up on these campuses. But I get like yeah. football overrides a lot of those. And things. the Title IX coordinator was, was saying she wasn't allowed to do her job properly because they were they were hindering her from doing it. That is that's right. That part. is correct. You're yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's the other part of it, right? Like, yeah. Tottenham sounds good until they're like, you want to talk to who? About what? You know, no, he's not, he's not available suddenly. Yeah. He has to go to class because we care about education. He has to go to Bible study because we're Baylor University and we believe in God. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so that's the other part of it. So like, in a perfect world where everything was working properly, sure, our brows could, you know, uh, you could say, hey, it's somebody else's fault. Nah, nah, I'm sorry. You're going down with the shit, bro. You're going down with the shit. Yeah, out of here. Maybe so- Liberty will hire you. Liberty, Liberty like, <laughs> you know, maybe Liberty will give you a job. They gave your son a job, so you so, know. Do you think? Do you think um, the nails on the coffin? That that's a pretty much Art Browse lost his ability to get into uh, college football again, or lost his privilege. Of I feel like I can never. Football. Yeah, I thought I can never say never because I mean, Kirk Ferentz is still around, and that dude somehow survived the most ridiculous, like survived acting like he didn't know. That strength coach was a racist piece of trash. Yeah. He survived. He survived being like, oh, I had no idea my strength coach for 12 years was a horrible person. <laughs> and yeah. then he also, uh, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you saw his new thing where he like, they started a committee to like try and, you know, try and like go into that racism in his little in his program. And he uh, shut down the committee this year. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like, ah, that's that. enough of that. That's, that's enough of that. <laughs> so, you know, anything is possible in college football. Anything yeah. is possible. I think it's very difficult. I think it has to be a very low key higher but this time it's gonna be a very difficult thing for him to, for him to get on and yeah. like i said i'm not saying he can't work no more he can't have a job somewhere i don't think he should be a leader in your program at all division you know three yeah yeah he should not yeah. be in position he shouldn't that someone like that unless like there is some serious public work because i don't think he's ever really acknowledged things in a heavyweight uh, publicly i don't believe 
or had his come to Jesus moment. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't believe he has. Unless yeah. there's something like that and you're willing to take the blows, man, I don't think you can put him in a position of power in your program. I just don't mm-hmm. think you can do it. You know what I'm saying? Not, I don't think you can. So, yeah, that's that's my opinion on Arthur Ross and, and Grambling. And he don't ever try, don't ever try to talk about me about forgetting some more and you trying to win a football game. I'm not stupid, Hugh. <laughs> not dumb. You get on my nerves. Hugh, Hugh, you know, he was one of every quarterback that ever got, that ever turned out to be good. He's like, yeah, I want us to draft him. Like, all of them. Yeah, yeah. He'd be, just be lying. He'd just be lying. I do want to say, though, um, I don't know if you saw a thing where people were like, oh, did he just admit to tax evasion or whatever with the with his thing? No, I was saying about that. how, like, his charity funded all this and he doesn't take salary and all that stuff. And people are like, are you just saying you funneling the money back to yourself through your charity? Oh, but yeah. That's not the one employee at, that's listed that his company is not him. Is actually oh, okay. a private because his his uh, company is about I think trying to help find missing finding missing children and stuff like that. Oh, okay. The one employee there is actually a private investigator who we hired. That's the one employee. So the money's going to her. So there's really no tax evasion, really no money laundering. It just sounds oh, okay. really cool for them to say it. So I want to be fair to Hugh Jackson on that. He wasn't that dumb. Yeah. Not this time. You know. Yeah. So I do want to be fair. I want to give Hugh Jackson that credit and, and credit. This the learn. Yeah. yeah, this is the first I learned of. Uh, Hugh Jackson having a foundation. I thought it was like, wait, what? Where did this come from? Right, right, right. Yeah, I know the internet's gonna been up in arms about that and making it think, but it's not. It's not accurate from what I've read on the internet. Yeah, today from people who seem to be smart and know what they're talking about. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my art brow take, man. Yeah. Well, um, we'll move on from it to yes. uh, I would say the second trending person maybe today, uh, mm. or who's hot on the tip of the tongue of many people's mouths lebron james from the rumors around the trade deadline and the unsatisfactory um remarks or opinions they have <laughs> between rich paul and uh, i don't know whatever all that stuff going on and then to uh he got into an altercation with fans a fan last night um the that. fans fans were booing him um Something else happened that I took notes on what I say. Oh, and he's he was feuding with a athletic reporter and he cleared up. He cleared up that feud today. Oh, really? I missed that. Yeah, you didn't see. OK, so I was wondering if you'd seen that or not. But uh, do you know who I know you're subscribed to the athletic? You yes, are a fan true. of the athletic. Do you know who the Thanks. beat writer is for the Lakers? For the Lakers, for the I athletic? don't know. I don't know him by name. I don't. So LeBron apparently called him out on Twitter a few days ago and said oh uh, he's a Lakers hater or he's just everything's negative with him when it comes to the Lakers. And then LeBron, I think, Y'all put it out terrible. on Twitter today. That yeah, exactly. So LeBron <laughs> put it out on Twitter today that he's cle- cleared the air and he told Laker Nation he's not a bad guy. So LeBron, the guy who who went after him. <laughs> had to go back and say, you know what, guys, don't go after this guy. He's like, y'all shouldn't be going after him like that when LeBron was the one who called him out in the oh first place. Um, was it um Bill Orham? Yes, Orham. It was him? Yeah. 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 Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the athletic page right now. That's hilarious. I mean, to say that everything's negative, your season is negative, you probably ruined that man's year. Yeah. You know how trash you got to be to live in L.A. and pay $17? For a taco, for one taco, yeah, and then have to go watch a terrible basketball team, mm-hmm. like that's got to be terrible. I'd be negative too. Yeah, positivity about what's happening about y'all. LeBron yeah. been doing a lot since All Star break, bro. I gotta say, my man been doing a lot. Yeah, 
He dropped the he dropped the yeah, you know, my career's gonna end in Cleveland. I'm I'm I love, I'm not the door's not closed on me going back to Cleveland. And then he hits with the hits with the I'm playing with Bronny. And the Bronny thing, bro, I really, really want him to stop putting this pressure on Bronny. Cause Bronny is 43. He's not gonna be that good, bro. In his class. He's 43rd in his class right now. Yeah. So like Bronny's that's not on a, a high mark. Bronny, he's turning okay. So I don't want to get too deep into this because we talked yeah, about we won't this go on yeah. that. Yeah. But one of my arguments was one of the reasons why LeBron's doing this is I think uh LeBron has such an ego. And I'm not I don't like blame LeBron for having an ego. I do blame him right. for some of the ways he conducts his ego uh to the public and some some of the things he does, I think, are unnecessary and kind of turn me off a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think he really wants – he doesn't want to have a son. He doesn't want his firstborn being a second-round pick, bro. Like, he wants to yeah, have I, his son as a first-round pick. So I think that's right. part of it. Yeah, and I feel like his son loves basketball. He wants his son to, to make it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he has that – we want son to make it. But it's also like, man – that kid might be a, he might maybe have a, he might be a great college player and that might be a ceiling and that's that's okay that's yeah. perfectly fine that's just son and he's like he's gonna have every opportunity in the world but the NBA might not be it for him from what I'm hearing from people who like have followed this like it's a, gonna be a hard it's gonna be a lot for him to get there mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because he's not he's not a big guy anyway I think he I don't, he's not he's not a big dude he doesn't have a lot of the size that you need so I don't know if he's gonna make it like and LeBron's, I don't like that he's pushing him into it LeBron's second born is gonna be his oh NBA. yeah Bryce yeah Bryce yeah. is the one. Yeah, Bryce yeah. is the one from what I've heard. He's already taller than Bronny now. So it's yeah. like, oh, okay. That's 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 the one, you know. Yeah. And I I think that different plan with the son. I think that's a dope idea. I think it'd be great, but it's also like, man, don't, I commend him for don't it. Don't put yeah, don't put Bronny behind the eight ball this early, please. Don't do that to him. You know what I'm saying? He's already been on the spotlight just because he's your son and you know, uh he goes to the one of the prep schools and they're they're really good. He already's in that spotlight just because of that. Don't don't throw more on him, please. But yeah, bro. Um Bron. This is the worst GM job LeBron has ever done. Yes. yes. It's it's so it, – this is bad. the worst job he's ever it done. It is so bad. And, it, and it's not like he's done good jobs in the past. I think – I would disagree Cavs, with that. He was amazing with the Cavs. He was what? He was great with the Cavs, bro. I think, they made the finals every – I think he got – yeah, like, okay, I think he got – I think he got a little lucky as in what he got those guys to do actually did what they – I mean – I wouldn't say those were sure guys to go get like J.R. Smith, some of these other guys. Like, yeah, they are. If if they're hot and they're streaking, yeah, you do want them on your team. And I think they happened to catch fire during those playoffs and really in that Warrior series um, to come back through to I, one. Yeah, I feel like they were legitimately Kevin Durant away from winning at least another one. Mm-hmm. Like, um, because that first year, I'm not convinced if Kyrie goes, if Kyrie doesn't go down, they don't win that series. I'm okay. not convinced. Because remember game one went to overtime, and that's when Kyrie yeah. destroyed it, broke his knee, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like that core and how – like, they were really dominant when they felt like playing basketball, that yeah. core was. So I do feel like that was a solid team. He's got hit by injuries and because Kevin Love – I mean, Kevin Love was injury-prone. Kyrie was injury-prone. It just, it just wasn't meant to be. And then the Warriors got Kevin Durant. It was over. Like, there was nothing mm-hmm. they could do. But the Warriors could not effectively guard Kevin and Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie and, and Steph. I mean – <laughs> Kyrie and LeBron yeah. they could not they could not effectively do it bro so yep. it's like ah you know I, I do feel like they could have got another one I think he did a good job at Cleveland it's just but I do I do understand the fact that he did kind of cap hamstring them but he got his way a lot 
Yeah. Because he was like, yeah, resign everybody. And I do think well, it worked out, but because it's like, I think LeBron still knew that people ain't trying to come to Cleveland at all. Yeah. No matter what. You know what I'm saying? Well, can I? Now, can towards I the end, towards the end, didn't go so well. No. Like that, that, that year he, he brought Wade and them dudes back and had yes, the year by that, that trade deadline. That's the main year I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, that's the, yeah, that one wasn't yeah. good. That one was bad. What I think it is, bro, and it, this may just be uh, me doing my thing or whatever with LeBron, but I think LeBron does get in these positions. He gets comfortable at these teams after having putting a championship under the belt. He gets a little bit of ego, so he thinks like he can do it with these older guys like a Wade, like a Melo. I may right. be wrong on that, right. but it, that's kind of what the pattern seems to be. The idea that you could have had Buddy healed. Yes. And you decided – to get Russell Westbrook, which I understand in a way I get he wanted to be off ball more. Mm-hmm. But the problem is with LeBron is you don't do nothing off ball. And neither does Russ. Yeah. And he can't shoot. Who's shooting? Who making buckets? Nobody. Nobody getting buckets. You know what I'm saying? That was the that was like the main thing with that. I did it was never a good fit. And it turned out to be worse than possible because Russ seems to be at, at the cliff, if not falling off of it. And did you watch that game last night? I didn't, but I, I heard. Oh, bro. No it was laugh out turnovers. loud. It was laugh out loud. Funny, bro. Yeah, the minus oh, and those turnovers were like so that. bad, and they were I bad. Believe I believe it. Can I, I can I read you that. something that made Please me do. chuckle? <laughs> Please do. Did you hear what Shaq said today on CNBC about oh, LeBron God, no, and say? the Lakers? What did he say? Oh, God. Oh, what he say? So this is how you know – Shaq really doesn't be watching the NBA or has no idea what's going on. <laughs> He's more busy being on CNBC talking about crypto and shooting commercials. And then when it's time to show up to the TNT studio, he just says whatever comes to his mind without even knowing what's going on. So Shaq said, I, th- I guess they asked him about trading, the potential of uh, trading LeBron or whatever, yeah. uh, I guess in the offseason. A check said, if you trade LeBron, you'll never win again, talking about the Lakers. And then Shaq says, quote, if you put LeBron around the right guys, they are definitely going to win. I think whoever put the team together needs to step up and try to fix it. <laughs> so, so- like I, I've been torn on this because I do believe that like when guys like well LeBron made all these decisions like he did, but also a Rob Link at a certain point did his job, bro. Let me tell you who they not. Let me tell you who they not getting rid of, Rob. Rob, let me tell you who they not getting rid of at the end of the day, LeBron. Yeah, let me tell you who is fireable. You, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So I do, I do think at a point, but I also feel like LeBron made this bed line. This is this is your bed, bro. I'm not. No, yeah. I'm not trading my 2027 first round pick for John Wall. Yeah, Dude, they're at a place where they thought John Wall was gonna fix it. John yeah. Wall ain't played basketball in a year. Yeah, and they were like, yeah, I'm mean, trade the pick and get John Wall, man. What you doing, man? And uh, let's, and on basketball with Brax, we even got to the basketball yeah. side of it, and Brax gave his uh, opinion why uh, that was a terrible basketball trade to begin with. Anyways, you're not fixing your team swapping one for the other. You're like not. you're saying, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're going to be in the same spot. I mean, maybe John Wall has less turnovers. I don't know. But he, he also isn't going to shoot the lights out either. So you're going to be in the same spot. Nah, you got to rise up and go to the offseason to try and fix LeBron. And yeah. this goes to a bigger thing. I heard Bamai Jones talk about this recently. Shout out to Bo. 
Um, he was saying that maybe some of these dudes need to play basketball and let GMs do their job. And I don't disagree with that. You know, I feel like because looking at all these guys who have had control of their franchises, like shout out to Kevin Durant, uh, with his you know Nets control, which made James Harden leave him. Um, you know, and he had to deal with Kyrie. Like, I feel like sometimes we're in a stable organization because I've I've genuinely been thinking about this lately, bro. If LeBron stayed in Miami with Pat Riley, he might have six by now. Yes, I genuinely believe he would have six by now. Like they've done a lot of retooling, a lot of reshuffling, but there's no way I can look at what Miami has right now where they got some dude from Euphoria named Max Struess out here cooking. Like there's no way I can see that team with that that's looking looking as, they, looking as good as they are and not think if he kept LeBron all this time, LeBron wouldn't have had uh would have had six by now. Because the best LeBron we've seen play basketball was in Miami. Like that's just a fact. You know, that's the best LeBron we've seen. That's that's his peak was in Miami. Um, he's been great since then, but that was his peak. So I can't, there's no way they don't get, to, I, I can see them clearly in six within Miami. And that's organization where he didn't have that control. Yeah. He got it. He went to Cleveland, but you only got one out of that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I understand. Like I said, the same way circumstances, I think that, I think he would have had another one without Kevin Durant, if Kevin Durant's not on the Warriors. But the fact is, you know, probably would have built a better team that maybe could have competed. Probably, mm-hmm. probably Pat Riley. If anybody could have done it, would have been that Miami franchise. Yeah. So you got to – I think Stan there would have had him in a better position, but he wanted that control. He wanted that power. I think as a star player, you had, you, should, you should have input, but maybe you'll need to be the primary decision maker. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all be y'all be doing stuff. Yeah. Like Kevin Durant left the most unselfish star in the like the history of basketball to go hang out with a dude who think the earth is flat. Yeah. And then do it in Brooklyn. They ain't even got fans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you went there, they went there for the culture and then got everybody kicked out the culture. Yeah. Somebody made the culture, they got them gone. And you know what I'm saying? The, like y'all aren't as maybe y'all aren't, maybe y'all need to just play basketball. I've heard other maybe. people bring up this specific trade in general, but it's coming to fruition because me and you both, we highlighted uh this piece and said, What the hell are they doing letting go of this guy, Jared Allen, who is right. absolutely balling at Cleveland he was already balling at Brooklyn even when all those guys were sitting there he was literally picking up all the slack for them and then when they got active they were like all right thanks man bye we Uh, got DeAndre exactly exactly and then like so that's what it is like it's become the buddy system in the NBA it really is like who you run tight with uh in the circle and to be honest like they do have these egos and they think like look you have a higher we all have a little bit of a higher um what am i trying to think of um we look higher upon maybe our friends or maybe think more fondly of them than oh, maybe yeah, what they yeah. actually are <laughs> right, exactly right. we got so real it's like spots. yeah dj you know spots. i know you haven't done crap in the past five years but that's because you know you just haven't been vibing with the boys you know like right, once we right, get back exactly. together we're all good exactly. and then too like a lot of these organizations they got to think about themselves bro because at the end of the day they're still stuck with their, it's their organization. Uh, you know, it's their Facts. money. It's so like a lot of these guys are more, Hey, we're just going to do our little thing for these couple of years. And then we're probably going to move on to something else. Like they're not looking at right. sustainability or anything like that. And so right. um, I was never, I hope I wasn't, I'm, I think I really wasn't against the whole player empowerment. Cause I understood yeah. it, but at the right. same time, 
I mean, I think I I might have expressed it because I've always thought it. Might have been afraid to express that at the time. I didn't think it was going to end well, or I didn't think it was going <laughs> to like. This doesn't surprise me how it's gone, just because it's the nature of people. Like when when right. somebody you change when you come into power, like that's just right, how it sure. goes. Power goes sure. to people. Said for sure, um, it's more responsibility, more pressure, and so like just leave. Don't put any unnecessary pressure on yourself man like you can't right. fix everything you can't right. control everything <laughs> exactly Just play basketball exactly and, give and I, a little input uh if you if it needs to be put but just play basketball yeah and like i do like i do understand that he spent his first seven years in cleveland where they were incompetent he's been in nothing mm-hmm. he was in one con he left the one competent organization he was in like he left the one and it was miami Cleveland was incompetent. Cleveland, Cleveland was competent when he left, incompetent when he went back. Uh, the Lakers were incompetent for years. Yeah. He went back. They made some moves, got a championship. You know, they got the one. And that's cool. But, like, that organization overall hasn't been great. So, I feel like I understand why LeBron went there, like, yeah, I can come in here and fix this. I fix Cleveland. Mm-hmm. It, it, I can fix Cleveland. Anything is possible. Mm-hmm. And then and then, you, then it turns out you can't. Because sometimes yeah. you got to trust people. You got you got to trust people or work with people in charge. You, yeah. you just do sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna talk about the passive aggressive. Can we talk about the passive aggressive shots? Yes. Like the first off, LeBron, you cannot praise Sam Presti and and Les Need in the same sentence. That you you cannot praise those. Those are two very opposite people. One believes in winning. One believes in doing nothing and just hoarding picks, like a like a like a side cryptocurrency that like an NFT, like. Sam Presley built an NFT franchise. He yeah. built an NFT franchise. Draft picks are NFTs. It might matter. It might not. It might shut down in two weeks. Shout out to Aaron Fox. Um, you never know. You know what I'm saying? So that's what Sam, you can't praise Les Need. You can't praise Mr. F them picks and Mr. Give me all the picks. Though you yeah. can't. You can't. You know what I'm saying? So I that was that was whack. I don't like I don't like the, the corny press run because it's your fault, LeBron. Mm-hmm. This is all your fault. All yeah. of it is your fault. No, that's why I thought the whole Shaq thing was funny about saying, hey, uh, this is, I mean, he was blaming the Lakers. He was saying, what are they doing? Like, LeBron can play when you put right guys around them. So, whoever's in charge. And then I wanted to bring back to, yeah, yeah, uh, I think LeBron, I don't know. Apparently, that was a lie. You know, the whole John Wall, um, Russell Westbrook trade. And, yeah, did you hear about that? I didn't. I didn't. Apparently, so when that story got hot uh, mm-hmm. and they talked about it on the first take, apparently that night, Rich Paul called Stephen A and said that report was a damn lie. Oh, OK, OK. Yeah. Shout so we, Shout we Rich, talk- Paul. Rich Paul, Rich Paul living good in L.A. No, yeah, yeah, he is. Gotta say. He is. I got to yeah, say. Rich and Adele. But um, so maybe no album. Well, maybe she's written her last songs. Maybe I mean. maybe she's in her happy ever after she might be she yeah. might be maybe but uh she gotta write anyway. she gotta write lebron's goodbye to him when he leave la yeah that'd be perfect um, goodbye from the other side um <laughs> <laughs> where was i going with this sorry where was no nah, you're good where was you were oh. saying the report was a lie yeah, yeah the report was a lie but we talked in that pod hypothetically like let's say if it was true and we said no don't take that uh if i'm rob i think pretty much everything that like lebron has asked rob to do he's pretty much done maybe not gotten right. exactly like 
the specific players he wanted. But right. when LeBron said, hey, we need more three-point shooting, they went and got Wayne Ellington and some other dude. We kind of just, like, laughed off. But at the end, it was kind of slim pickings, too. And they don't have yeah, a lot to work they, with. Because, because they hamstrung themselves. Exactly. And who hamstrung them? I mean, who, <laughs> I mean, who told them to go sign Russell Westbrook's fat contract? Right. Like, it is so, like, I mean, it's just, like, I think <laughs> – so I pretty much have flipped my narrative where Rob, I I was arguing that actually Rob should trade uh, LeBron, but I'm totally like making LeBron sit in this mess, like you said. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, yeah, you got you got to sit in this. You got to sit in this, bro. I'm sorry, you got to sit in this situation. You created all that. You created all that, all those problems. Do you? Think um, it- but yeah, and, and AD too, because AD AD was also at the meeting with Westbrook, and they both went went to Rob. Like, yeah, yeah, bring us Russ, bring us yeah. Russ, bro. Um, two last things on LeBron. We can make it quick. I know we spent probably a decent amount of time on him, yeah, but good. um, have you heard the? It might have been on Levitard today. They talked about it. I don't know if you listened. Have you heard Partially. about the LeBron Illuminati? I don't know Bible Illuminati theory. I guess there's a Twitter <laughs> that's like not Bible Illuminati, NBA Illuminati, or see. basketball. Yeah. That yeah, when Bronny, when it's time for Bronny to graduate that the one-year college rule is going to disappear. Oh, I have heard that for a while. Yeah, I've heard that for a while. Oh, you have? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I've I'll, heard that for a good minute. I like that theory. I would put some money on that. If there's, a, a you know, an odd yeah. spread on that, I'll, I'll Yeah, but you know the thing that. is? You know, the funny thing about that is players are the ones who don't want that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, that's a spot that I'm going to lose to an 18-year-old. Yeah. And I totally understand that. Uh, you know? Me too. Because I, I really backed off the one-and-done rule thing when I saw the players with one-and-done. I'm like, oh, okay, that's how y'all feel bit. Yeah, I want yeah. to keep these guys in school. I think uh, college fine. is necessary. I mean, I think the one and done is stupid. I think it should be a yeah. minimum of two. But right. I think that one year you're at least weeds out some of them. For sure. It definitely yeah. does. And it's like you're not – I don't think you're effectively – unless you're in the right, the exact right program, I don't think you're effectively growing enough in that one year. And it's, it's yeah. to me, it's, it's more about just being a person for a little bit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, you get a good like, experience like from college right. too. You grow right. in that. Yeah. Right, like I listen to Jay Satan on Jay Satan. You listen to him on uh, JJ Reddick's podcast? No, I didn't. He was really, he was really good. Um, he he revealed a lot of a lot of cool stuff. I hadn't heard him be that honest about it, about much. He was he was real good on that. But like we was talking about how he'd like been focused on like getting to the league since he was like twelve. I'm like, bro, I wish you, I wish you had spent more time in college, just another year, just to like enjoy life a little bit. Because you've been a professional since you were probably fifteen. That's been your goal. So those that college, those college years, two years in college, you can live your life a little bit. You know what I mean? You can really just enjoy yourself rather than just trying to. I know I know pro is the goal, but I want these guys to live life a little bit because I think that burnout is real, man. That burnout factor is real. And when you're focused on one thing for so long, you're probably going to get over it at a certain point. I mean, we just saw um, the Buccaneers guard, uh, center, right? Ali, Ali Marpet, retired at 28. He probably focused on football his whole life. And it's just like, I'm 28, I'm hurt, I'm done, you know? And I do think with how hyper-focused we are on getting guys to the pros now in all sports, I know football hurts a lot more, but I do think we're going to see a lot of early retirements again in, in across so all too. sports. Just because guys are going to be burnt and want to do other things in their lives. Well, I think um, – so I think this trend in college basketball was already starting mm-hmm. maybe a couple of years before this NIL kicked in, um, NIL yeah. deal kicked in. And I think that's it, going to solidify more guys, the chances of more guys staying – 
three, four years in college basketball because they're making yeah. good and a lot of them are going to be making right. good money uh, right, while right. doing that. And that's going to lead to earlier retirements too because uh, they'll yeah. be older getting into the league. Bodies will probably be a little bit right. more spent. Um, and I can get bread on this college campus with the parties. Yeah. Or I can go pro and get bread and have to go to work really hard every day. Exactly. Or I can go to these parties with this bread. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I think the talent pool and the talent gap. So I think the talent pool now has gotten so wide with the talent yeah. gap shrinking that, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, cause like, dude, we're about the, like the college tournament, the March Madness tournament that's about to go down now is probably going to be one of the most stacked loaded, like college tournaments, top to bottom that we've had ever in college basketball. And I think that's from just a trend of like a lot of these guys who are like really NBA ready. They're not. Yeah. I mean, they're okay with staying another year in college because yeah, Hey, they're getting money off of it, but they know like, Hey, if I stay and set myself up better as a well, more well-rounded player and I'm able to give myself this one extra year in college to focus more on defense or off all offense, um, you know, you're setting yourself up better in the long run. So, so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, I'm biased, but Alabama alone right now, who's sitting mid, I mean, top mid of the SEC, they're going to be in the tournament uh, easily, right. but they got three, four NBA got ready guys right now on that team. And I mean, that's just Alabama. That's not Kentucky, Auburn, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, all these other like top teams right, up right, there. Right. So it's gotten crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I haven't watched any college basketball, so I can't contribute this conversation. Nah, so little. You're missing out, dude. College basketball has been good this year. I believe it. I heard uh I heard um Dukes. I heard uh Sushevsky's last North Carolina game tickets going 5k. Wait, it's really wow. Yeah, 5k. <laughs> yeah. So I heard it's crazy. It's getting crazy. Yeah. I forgot it's okay. I forgot he was retired. Oh, he retired. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He is retired after he? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, is yeah. crazy. I haven't I watched Carolina because I why would I do that to myself? So I've been out. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll come back eventually. Do you I think- became a real I became a real tournament only guy after like we had that heartbreak against Villanova and then won the next year. Like, yeah, yeah, I think I'm out. We got redemption. Yeah. I think that's enough for college basketball for me for the rest of, for the rest of time. <laughs> Dude, y'all been uh even though I think y'all only have like five or six losses, but y'all have honestly like been booty cheeks all the way up until like this past month. Yeah, any anytime I hear about a primetime Carolina game and I'll be like, oh. When it was going to happen there, they end up getting smoked. So I'm like, yeah, yeah but y'all right. turned yeah, it that's... on though. Y'all are going to get in the tournament. Y'all might make it run. Oh, we're making tournament. See, I ain't know. I ain't know who's going to do that. When I well, whenever I, was, I ain't gonna lie, I'm such an elitist. When I don't see us in like the top eight, I'm like, all right, this ain't a good year. Well, <laughs> would it surprise you if I told you that the ACC is probably like the second worst of the Power Five <laughs> conference right now? In you basketball? know what? It wouldn't because I feel like it's been trending that way the last couple of years. When I was mm-hmm. it's been trending downward. Like our face has always been like Florida State's been like low key the the face. It's like kind of the best program lately in the in the ACC. Yeah, kind of think about yeah. it. Yeah, they just yeah. haven't maybe get that championship. But yeah. they've kind of been the most consistent face there. <laughs> and Florida State's not even good this year. It's Duke, right. and that's yeah. it. And then like it's literally UNC's it. kind of turning it up a little bit, but. Yeah, that's about Virginia's it. Virginia's down because they got to get down. everybody to be a defensive player for four years before they, you know, you got to have three yeah. years in that system before you're ready to go. <laughs> I think the SEC, when it comes to top 25 teams, they have the most. We have the most. Let so. me see. I'm looking at it now. Let's see Auburn. I see Auburn, Kentucky. Kentucky. Tennessee. I think 
Arkansas, Arkansas. Alabama. Yeah. yeah, Memphis 25. Big Ten has one, two. Uh, it's like three. Big Ten has three. Four. Because they got Purdue, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and who did I just miss? So they got Ohio four State. SECs. Illinois. Got Illinois. Illinois. Oh, Illinois. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And he has Alabama. I see Alabama, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, Auburn. Oh, Arkansas. Oh, so, yeah, five. And Arkansas, yeah. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lit. It's lit. Wow, Pac-12 got teams. I'm sorry. I'm not used to seeing Pac-12 in rankings because of college football. I think I they got, what, two them. or one? Yeah, they got UCLA, UCLA and USC back-to-back. Yeah, which UCLA is a good And Arizona. Team. And they got Arizona. Oh, Arizona is up yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, man. Uh. We got – are we – yeah, so we're on basketball, right? We're on basketball. Yeah, I guess we're done with LeBron. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, yeah. You mentioned Shaq earlier. Yeah. So he's an, he's an old head with old head opinions. Yeah. Who still thinks that the NBA currently plays screens wrong, even though guys <laughs> bomb threes. He doesn't understand how screens work anymore. Uh, I'll talk about another old head. The old heads were really wild last week, Levi. They had a lot to say last week. They had a lot to say last week. Um, teammate tried to give himself an MVP over Tim Duncan, which was hilarious. Uh. Shout out to Shaq. Shaq was not having any of that. Shaq was like, nah, nah, bro. Nah, we're not. No, no, no way. No way, man. Yeah, Shaq's energy for Tim Duck for T Mac. Hey, did uh, you did you mute yourself? No, nah, I'm, I'm talking. Um, I might, it might did a weird thing, I guess. Give connection may be unstable. Can't hear yeah. you. You can't hear me at all. Shoot. All right, we're we're back in it. Okay, bet, bet, bet. Yeah. I think we yeah, just uh, lost connection for a second. Okay, okay. Yeah, T Mac tried to give himself MVP, and Shaq was like, "No way, man! No way, you're MVP over Tim Duncan, man!" Which was insane. Listening to T Mac talk on Shaq's podcast made me look at T Mac's career a lot different. Like, you know, I kind of get why your career went the way it went. Uh, but that's that's another story for another day. Uh, dude, dude thinks real highly of his career in a, in a way that I just didn't understand. I think uh, highly of him too. He gets forgotten a lot. I did too. He gets forgotten but, a lot. So. Yeah, I did too. But then the more you talk, I'm like, that don't make sense. <laughs> but okay. Uh. So, yeah, I want to talk about this. Specifically, Charles Oakley. Sir Charles Oakley, um, the man I should be afraid of because he puts hands on people. Uh, but I'm going to be brave today, Levi. I'm going to be brave today. Do it. Because Charles Oakley, who averaged nine points in his entire career, for his entire career, um, had a long career, was mostly known for beating people up more than any basketball highlights. I don't think I've ever seen a Charles Oakley basketball highlight. I've just heard fight stories, so that, that goes to something I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And known for being Michael Jordan's friend. Um. Charles said last week, Levi, that Giannis wouldn't be good in their era of basketball. Um, yeah, I heard now this that. isn't this isn't initially just the Charles Oakley thing. This is a larger thing. Old heads, old heads talk about basketball in such a stupid way, Levi. You know what he said? Giannis wouldn't be good in his era. You know what he said? You know what he said? What? Like we we would make him shoot jumpers. Mm. Wow. You would do the one thing every team has tried to do to Giannis and fail at. Mm-hmm. You would do that's that's your bold strategy. That's your strategy. Make him shoot. No one's thought of that. They haven't tried that in the modern NBA, Levi. No one's tried to make Giannis shoot jumpers. Nobody's mm-hmm. done that. Uh, do you know what his second point was? Like, <laughs> you know what his second point was? What? And if he does get to the hoop, I would simply elbow him. <laughs> well, what do you do, da? Aren't you special? Aren't you just a genius of strategy? This is why I don't like the old heads, Levi. This, this is why they get on my nerves. This is why they annoy me, bro. 
because their strategy is always like something, some really basic statement that other teams try and do. And then it's like, if that don't work, I'm just elbowing. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like you heard him talk about, you heard him talk about Steph Curry, right? No. Like they'd be like, they, they talk about Steph, like, you know, in our day, we could have just grabbed him, roughed him up a lot. And then we went, well, we went, they'd be like, we won't let him shoot threes. We just rough him up a lot. Wow. No one's thought of that. That's it's always like, their answer. Every time. It's Every always time. violence. It's never skill. It's always violence. Which is why when I say this era is better than that era, more skilled than that era, y'all be getting mad at me. But they be admitting it. Yeah. Read between the lines. They be, like, they be like, yeah, I would simply not allow him to shoot a three. And if he did, I'd just elbow him in the eye. Yeah. So, so you couldn't stop him. It's like the Jordan rules. It's like the Pistons thing, right? It's like, when you think about the, the bad boys Pistons thing, what they're really saying is, Bruh, we couldn't do nothing with Jordan. So we just had to beat it. We just had to just bully him and just try yeah. to, you know, clothesline him all game because there was nothing we could do skill wise. And I am so tired of these old heads and their opinions. I would simply not allow you to do the one thing that you're good at because that's what we did in our era. We didn't let you do the thing you were good at. Like we ain't got highlights of everybody doing whatever they wanted to y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I hate it. I'm tired of them. I'm tired of old heads. I'm done with old head basketball opinions. And anytime I was saying about basketball, I will be slandering them from now on. I'm standing. Charles Oakley averaged nine points. No, nine. <laughs> no. Wait, nine the, points, Charles Oakley. Wait, say it, save it, save it. I think we lost connection again for a oh, second. Sorry. You mute. You went mute. Mm, am I back? Am I back now? Yeah, you're back now. <laughs> okay. Uh, what'd you lose me at? What was the last <laughs> thing you heard? I don't know. I think you you started raising your voice. It was like you got your oh, point across, but yeah. then you were raising your voice. Okay, yeah. Anytime these old heads talk basketball, mm-hmm. how would we bring a slander? Charles Oakley averaged nine points. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many times you slap people. You probably got you probably average more slaps than points at this point. You probably yeah. beat up more people than points he scored. If we're being honest, your career average for slaps is for successful fights when it's probably higher than your career average on points. Yeah. The, the okay. thing is, too, they're not even accounting for foul outs. So it's not even like right. they would win. They, they would like, just get disqualified from the game yeah, because they're going to foul out in the first your half. Your whole team's on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Charles Oakley, with all his uh, you know elite defensive strategy, ask how many all the defensive teams he made in his career. Ask me, Levi. Ask how many he made. How, how many? How many? Two. Oh. <laughs> Two of them. Yeah. Ask how many all-star teams he made, Levi. How, how many? One. I don't even believe I don't even care about all star game like that. He made one of them though. You talking he, like you some elite, is he a hall like, of famer stopper. though? No, he's not. No, he's oh, not. he's not. Wow, now, that's where his best where just has all star, all rookie, and two time all defensive. That's another thing. You ain't make the hall of fame in the NBA in basketball. It's yeah, so easy. Yeah, yeah. It's mad simple. Yeah. With this elite defensive strategy, you mean to tell me they ain't let you in the hall of fame, Charles Oakley? That's crazy. I am. I for one am shocked. That someone with such an elite defense strategy against Giannis says, I would just make him shoot jumpers or elbow him if he got to the paint. I'm surprised someone with that level of, you know, basketball acumen couldn't get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Now, Oakley, his worth more comes from uh, off the court, as in his most valuable valuable (laughs) possession is jordan secrets he holds all yes, of jordan secrets and that's, off the court really stories so yeah that's what makes charles oakley uh, a golden nugget in uh basketball that's a fact that is the whole fact but yeah, i just wanted to get that out here oh heads i don't like when y'all talk about basketball shaq don't know how to mm. defend the pick and roll shaq don't know how to defend the modern screen in the nba 
Charles Oakley averaged nine points. Trace McGrady. Actually, I don't have anything negative. Trace McGrady, for real, for real. He's cool. He's no, fine. Trace fine. McGrady's a man. I'm going to leave Tracy alone. How many points did he score in how many seconds? What was that? 13. 13 and 7. Yeah. Or 7 and 13, something like that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's still one. Of the, it's really one of the greatest NBA highlights ever. It, it truly is. is. I will never is. deny that highlight ever. T-Mac, the man. Right, right. But shout out to Vince Carter, who I think respects this era because he played in three eras. So, yeah, give mm. a little respect for all their Shout out to him. Yeah, shut but up. Yeah, man. Shut up. Yeah. I think I'm good, bro. I got off my chest today. I feel. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess this, I have a burden to release off my chest that I've been holding uh, for a while now. And so I sent you a little text or a little picture a couple of weeks ago. I think it was the day after the Super Bowl of uh, Matt Ryan, once again, trending on Twitter. And it wasn't just for me, Titus, uh, if you go under sports, if you go nationally, Mina Combs was on there seeing she acknowledged mm-hmm. that Matt Ryan was trending on her Twitter once again. So Matt Ryan did the unthinkable. I think he did the first. He's the first quarterback or NFL player to ever trend in every week of the playoffs without actually being in the playoffs. So shout out to Matt Ryan for that. And shout out to you bogus, dumb Atlanta Falcons fans you people, and I'm one of them, but I'm separating myself from you guys because, look, so, Titus, I'm at work, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's the day after the Super Bowl or two days after the Super Bowl. I have to go make this little uh, special run uh, for my company. So I go to this place, and I got to uh, get the security guard to let me in. So uh, me and him, are, we're sitting there, we're talking, and he made some a comment about the Super Bowl. So we started talking about it. And then the Falcons got brought up because both he and I were Falcons fans. Yes. Can you guess what the first thing my man said to me about the Falcons? Or just the his uh, first Falcons take? We got to get Matt Ryan some help? No. Or we got to trade Matt Ryan? Yes. Yes. Okay. We, yeah. I hope right. we get It's always one of the two. I, and it's, I think it's, it's never a balance. It, no, it's <laughs> it, but it's not a balance. I think the my man said, "I'm gonna tell you what, man. All I know is we better get rid of Matt Ryan." He's like, "That's what we need to do," and that's that's the trending. That that's why Matt Ryan is trending every week in the playoffs. <laughs> Even though I will credit a lot of Falconers out there and other in, casual NFL fans, they came to Matt Ryan's uh, rescue when yeah. he was trending during the Super Bowl. And I think because Jimmy G was making Matt Ryan look good. And that's pretty much how it got brought up. And so I don't think a lot of fans, and I'm sure it's across a lot of bases, but the Falcons fan base in particular, we love to throw out logic. And logic, I mean salary cap. And salary, uh, any, any consideration of what a salary cap is and what salary room is, I'm here to tell the people Matt Ryan is not the problem, okay? Is it time for us to start looking to get rid of him? Yes, I agree. But Matt Ryan has the fattest contract this year, $45 million. $40 million of it is dead money. For those people who do not know what $40 million in dead money means, means you can trade Matt Ryan. We're over the cap. Remind, remind you of that. We all know we're over right. the cap because that was right. trending two weeks ago. 
And we think we're going to solve our salary cap crisis trading Matt Ryan with $40 million of dead money, meaning if we trade Matt Ryan, we still owe him $40 million. If we release Matt Ryan, we still owe him $40 million. And then we got to take on whatever contract of whoever we're trading him for because we think we can get a, I don't know, some Jimmy G or somebody to come in and step in for Matt Ryan. It's absolutely ridiculous. And we want to keep, and Matt Ryan, it's not just this year Matt Ryan's caught the blame. Matt Ryan has pretty much caught the blame ever since Kyle Shanahan left. And everybody pretty much forgot that Matt Ryan was the MVP. Can I tell you this? Besides the quarterback salary, which is traditionally the largest percentage of a salary cap of a team for every team, Besides that, the second highest and the third highest paid position groups on our team for the five for the past five plus years have been our worst two position groups on our team. And that's ooh, our offensive ooh, let me line. Guess, offensive line and, yes. and linebacker. No, cornerbacks. No. Well, defensive line. Defensive line, I was thinking that was about yeah. And, and the thing is, okay, so I didn't even pull up the defensive line numbers though, because um See, Titus, I wouldn't even argue when you say what's the worst position group. They were all bad. They were all terrible. But the <laughs> defensive line for the Falcons stood out because they were perennially at the bottom every year in QB hurries, QB sacks. It's dead last every time. In 2018, uh, the defense ranked 25th, 2019, 23rd, 2020, 19th, and 2021, 29th. Okay, so bottom year of every year. Yeah. And then let's look at the offensive line during those years. Let me get to it. Mm -hmm. Offensive line, 2018. Okay, so we ranked 12th in that while our defense was still 27th. All right. 2019, we were 24th. 2020, we were 21st. And this past year, we were 27th. So Matt Ryan, one of the most sacked most heavily sacked, most heavily hurried QBs in these past five years or really his whole stint with the Falcons. And right. We're going to sit here and say, you know what, Titus, even though we got a terrible offensive line, even though our defense sucks and we pay all this money out to these guys, we shell out all this money and our talent, talent evaluation sucks. But yeah, we we're going to solve our problems by getting rid of Matt Ryan. And pay That's him right. $40 million while doing it. Amen. Tell me how that makes sense. Tell me why Matt uh, Rahman, <laughs> which I get, has a noodle arm. Why? Why is he trending? Stop. Stop. You're showing your ignorance. Please. I'm trying to educate you here. Leva. We can't do I it. Uh, this is the last thing I'll say. And we can't <laughs> do it. Uh, Matt Ryan, of course, wins. Who says no? Can we afford and you say that? seven million dollars? You say seven million dollars. He's got thirty-three million dollar cap hit. Boom, seven million dollars saved. Wait, we still got to shell out the forty mil though on the dead money. But I think when you trade, I think it goes down a little bit, right? I think it's more if you cut unless you trade. I think I'm not sure if that's the case with Matt, but I think that's the case with Carson. Oh no, I've read a lot, or I tried to read a lot. You might be right, re- misreading yeah. it, but yeah. I think pretty much any way you interpret it, like whatever you do with them, either you're way you're shelling out that forty yeah. million dollars still. Yeah. So, because I ran some um, trade uh, scenarios, mm-hmm. like say you're Jimmy right. G, because Jimmy G has a fat contract, right? Um, right. We were still twenty million dollars in the hole um, 
oh. trading for Jimmy G. Oh. Exactly. Oh, we actually did. went more in the hole when I did it on the yeah. oh, wow. calculator. Oh, wow. So there was no way we won with this. And so I, I don't understand it. If there's an expert out there, I'm not an expert. We're not experts. So not experts. I may not fully be grasping in this concept and I may be missing something. So if there's an expert out there who I've yet to hear even say trading away Matt Ryan is impossible because some are floating around. That's actually a possibility. I don't understand it. I don't understand how it's a possibility. So if it is, somebody please inform me. But until Thanks. then, everybody shut up. <laughs> All right. All right. And well, put, <laughs> if you want to blame somebody, blame freaking Arthur. Um, what's his name? Arthur Blank. Blame mm-hmm. Dan Quinn and blame that. What's his name? Well, it looks like uh, oh, no. buddy from like Mike Dimitrov. Get get him out of here. <laughs> That's the number one public enemy, Thomas. Yo, buddy from like Mike is hilarious. It took me a second to get the picture. That's the only That's thing I could think of. <laughs> That's gold. That is gold. Well, uh, I guess we can wrap up there, huh? Yeah. We, we got a lot. <laughs> All right. Can we have this episode uh, getting things off our chest? Yes. Something like that. Yes. I don't. Yeah. I feel. I feel better. You feel better? Yeah. You feel better? What about uh? burying our burdens there we go burying our burdens perfect that's right burying our burdens. alliteration yes 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 yeah uh go follow us on instagram at nte podcast and hit the link tree for merch and socials and subscribe follow us everywhere and go check out certified steppers thanks that yeah all right man yeah all right appreciate y'all appreciate y'all